Welcome to Bad Movie Brunch. I'm Luke. I'm Katie. And you know we couldn't get through this holiday season without some more Christmas classics, or maybe not classics, but classics to us. And by us, I mean people that watch poorly reviewed movies for a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, we are def- mighty few. This, the point is, we're talking about Jingle All the Way. <laughs> Yes, which actually um, isn't a bad movie, and it was the first no. time I'd ever seen it before. That's uh, amazing. No, I agree. It's a, it's a pretty wonderful movie. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, speaking on the uh, like token of nostalgia, this is the first movie I ever saw in a movie theater. Uh, and what movie a movie. Theaters, I, I hold very dear Mm -hmm. and it was a pretty epic experience I was like I was like incentivized with it like and I was obsessed with the commercials for the movie I ended up getting a Turbo Man like doll for Christmas that year for real like those toys got mad popular that year Um, which is a really interesting marketing thing to happen with a flick like this Um, but it worked because I got one and uh, yeah I, I went to the theater with like my parents and like my grandma and like I did like my like a lot of my family and I know my brother and my cousin opted to go to the other theater at the movie house it was in like Dixon Illinois and they went and saw Space Jam so it was quite a night for cinema mm-hmm. it was a good um, spread but uh I've always loved it I've always been just the delight of this flick and uh, I understand where the criticism comes from we'll get there but it blows my mind that this is the first time you've ever seen it Oh, I was um, delighted. I um, I know that we had the VHS growing up, but I've never, I somehow never watched it. And uh, I was trying to talk to my mom about it because I was like, surely we must have watched it at some point, and she couldn't remember either. So I went into this completely blind with Erica, and we both had a wonderful time. Like at the climax, I was genuinely delighted, and I felt the tension that you're supposed to feel. And I, it, it's just, it's so funny how it's, how the movie starts off pretty normal and then it gets in progressively insane as time goes on. And it's, it's just such a fun ride. I also think that it totally encapsulates this time period for family movies because yep, I, think I agree, that the, I agree. The nineties had a real feeling about being a dad who does too much of a business and he needs to learn how to do his how to be a more of a father be more of a family man and Real cats so, in the cradle vibe yeah 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 like like the the family man uh liar liar uh um jack frost um, the santa claus the santa claus it that that was really happening uh a lot during this time period and i Billboard like also dad starring yeah. Mary kate nashley no i think that one was actually not quite that story but still and i like how in this one it's he's too busy doing a business so he needs to do a christmas so <laughs> it's really fun i think sinbad is an interesting foil it, it's Got been it. a while since we've watched something on here and and this was actually my pick because i I've always meant to watch this movie for years because I've always like the people that love it really love it and they seem I'm to have these very strong feelings for it and are, aren't you also currently where the movie takes place I am indeed I'm in the Twin Cities in Minnesota for uh, uh, the movie's pop-up that's what happens when you work for Kevin Smith you get to go to Minneapolis so, um, so it's wonderful here. I like being up here because uh, I'm a Vikings fan. So 
mm-hmm. and so is everybody else. So that uh, that alone is 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 dope. And we've been at First Ave, which is like Mad Prince vibes and Morris Day and shit. Uh, like they like shot some Purple Rain there, and uh, it's a very very famous music venue. So I'm having a blast, and it is weird to watch this with fresh eyes while being in the Twin Cities as an adult because mm-hmm. I haven't really been here that much like on my own so like you don't I didn't ever really like took in directions or like like cities as as much as I should have as a kid because I like had my parents there to like guide me around but now I have to like learn how to walk through these skyways and stuff so seeing like Arnold and Sinbad run through the skyways like around the Twin Cities and uh seeing him go to like Mickey's diner car and like St. Paul and mm-hmm. uh, all this other shit see see Sinbad commit terrorist acts yeah um <laughs> in the in the in the lovely twin cities <laughs> uh is just everything so i'm uh i'm here for it uh and i and i always like it's funny i was so ingrained with viking stuff as a kid like in my life and seeing it everywhere that it was uh, like just obviously the norm to me Mm-hmm. So, like, I remember I would see, you know, like, Viking like people wearing Viking shit in this movie, and it wouldn't even click with me. But then you see all these background actors wearing it now, and you realize, oh, it's because they're filming in the Twin Cities. It's kind of neat. Mm-hmm. Uh, little tidbits, stuff like that. They go to, like, the Mall of America, which I love. Uh, I've always had a good time there. Probably not right now because of COVID, but in mm-hmm. simpler times when you can chase down a kid and try to get the bouncy ball out of their mouth pre-COVID. Yeah, that little uh, girl the has way- the exact <laughs> same haircut I had from ages five to puberty. Oh, um, that bowl cut! My sister. Oh, that is the that Dorothy Hamill wedge. That's sir. the cut. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's the drop the skates, Dorothy Hamill. Um, <laughs> nah, they that it's a it's a very nostalgic look, and you're right. This does totally encapsulate uh, that time period and and that theme and stuff. The thing I have to point out about Jingle All the Way. The gist of the flick is a dad who works too hard and isn't around for his family or his son Mm -hmm. um, uh, has to rush to get his kid a Turbo Man doll um, to simultaneously please his child, look like a good dad, and also please his wife and look like he gives a shit, which he doesn't exactly, Um, just to be honest. Howard doesn't strike me as the best guy ever. Um, that's why the redemption. He really story, loves his uh, son, though. Like I he do does think really that love that his son. Comes across very but, well. Ha, yeah, enough to miss his karate tournament. Oh uh, yeah, that's rough. And, and uh, I'm just saying, like, I understand that you have to learn a lesson and start somewhere and end somewhere, but I don't know, man. That that this is the thing that that leaves it, um, like, why it can't be the flicks that it's like it wants to be. Like, excuse me, I'm burping. I'm drinking beer. It's a late episode. Woo. <laughs> It wants to be the Santa Claus, but it can't do that mm-hmm. when it's, like, being mean-spirited in the, in the process. Like, Phil Hartman's trying to fuck Arnold Schwarzenegger's wife. Yeah, like, yeah, up. he's a creepazoid. Sinbad, Sinbad is, like, you know, like, like tossing mail out of his pockets to make them, like, his, his pockets lighter so he can race around to get a turbo doll. Like, he's blowing up, he's blowing up police officers with bombs in the mail. Um, uh, Arnold's like you know, like beats up a ra- punches a reindeer in the face and then gives it alcohol. See, like, but the thing about this movie, I would argue, because we watched a much nastier Christmas movie for the follow up episode to this, I think that this actually treads the line pretty well between yes. like just the 
the incredible I always my favorite Christmas movies t- tend to be ones about people just dealing with Christmas and uh, just trying to be a regular person with all the pressures and things that come with that and I think here there's enough antagonism for it to be believable because I do think the holidays are really stressful and they really get to people in like, big ways and this is just a and- big exaggeration but I also think that there is enough heart. I, I totally buy Arnold's love for his son, Jamie. I I think that the Little moments were, were, uh, um, where Sinbad and Arnold are being more respectful to one another are, are nice. Yeah, they they're, definitely they're see nice eye to in eye between. at some point. And I, I just, at the end, when you see him win, it's so... It's so nice. And I and to see that little kid realize that the true gift of all was his dad. And I, I get that this must have been written by a father, but like I believe it on both levels. Because you do, I think, as a parent want so desperately to be your child's hero and to come through. And that's this whole movie is Howard trying so hard to come through for his kid after screwing up for, for probably the rest that's of true. the year he does have he does have a real shit fucking sandwich of a day mm-hmm. like it is like everything bad that can happen does happen and it's a lot of like shots of uh of the city and like i like i like uh a setting playing a character in the flick mm-hmm. it didn't have to be set there you know what i mean like this isn't just like a random fill in the blank like setting they 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 every like i mean it's a very like minnesota movie for being as mainstream as it is and stuff and i feel like that's not always the norm Mm -hmm. uh but it it works well with christmas flicks because it's a winter wonderland up there uh in the winter time but um the 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 thing about sinbad and arnold in this movie is things like just like get fucking batshit crazy like Mm -hmm. i mean just like dude like and I love it. Here's the thing, and I want to I want to say this straight up. I adore this flick. Like mm-hmm. I have so much warmth and nostalgia for it. I'm trying to be devil's advocate uh, and try to like just give it just like what the criticism must be because the the rating is unbelievably low. It's ridiculous. Um, I think it's like, unfair. unbelievably low. And yeah. like I would have never known until researching that it was so maligned because I mm-hmm. I really thought it was just part of the the like fabric of christmas flicks i think it's interesting that it gets they get their own genre too where you have to like just completely suspend your uh, disbelief and shit mm-hmm. and i'm into that in this story i'm cool with it for the most part another thing i super appreciate about this movie is that they they it could be just like a spec script that you cast whoever and in this movie, like they just they cast Arnold Schwarzenegger in a super normal dad role, and it's like it's not acknowledged that like he's this, you know, like unbelievable like muscled out jock with like mm-hmm. from Austria or whatever. You know what I mean? Like it's not him in Predator. It's not him in mm-hmm. like fucking like Terminator. You know what I mean? It's literally like him just being like suburban dad, and I think that's like. To not even like to not even give it a second thought. Like every now and then you get it like a sideways glance. Like Phil Hartman says something like, you know, you can't bench press your way out of this. Which I stuff. think must have been improvised. 
Yeah, it's. I think that one must have a been fucking iconic line. It's so funny. Can't it's so good. Your way out of this one. My sister I, says that a lot. Yeah, I I but love that it, too. That that nobody ever talks about his accent. Or I'm like you're Arnold Schwarzenegger. What yeah. are you doing here? <laughs> like it's like it's it's it looks like it it looks weird. And like I, on one hand, like yeah, it's kind of strange. But on the hand, I'm dominant with. My right hand, I'm living for it. I'm living for the decision to just be like, look at this guy. Like, why is he fucking Tom Hanks' wife? And why is his kid Anakin Skywalker? Don't worry about it. Yeah. I but, love it. You know, I think he's great. I think that uh, he is he great. Rose he's acting to the his challenge. ass off. I think Agreed. Sinbad is great in his role. Um, Sinbad rips. I was surprised to learn that he almost, like, they were, I guess they were having difficulties uh, getting him to audition because of his uh, schedule. Yeah, and uh, he almost was so like distraught that he almost quit show business. But eventually, of course, yeah, that's insane. Yeah. Um, when we were going to DePaul, we had just started going to DePaul. Um, that was my first year after leaving Western Illinois, and that fall, like I'd only been going living in Chicago a couple months. Uh, Sinbad came to Western and did stand up, so I bought a ticket, uh, and went and watched. Like he, the dude went for like an hour 40 like it was nothing oh, wow. like like and he wasn't even like trot like you know what i mean it was easy for him mm-hmm. like he had material for years and he was just doing q and a's with the crowds and stuff and like it was it was amazing like i mean the dude's a fucking pro and it, it was it was a big moment for me to see him because i loved him not only for this movie but for good burger for burst kid from mm-hmm. disney like for uh, fucking yep for fucking <laughs> necessary roughness mm-hmm. like all of these movies that i grew up with and loved and still love like i think he's fucking hilarious and he's just a true pro so like i'm just, that's such a feather in my cap that i like sometimes forget about and i remember in like the q a or something somebody asked him about like turbo man or jingle all the way or something and and about getting a Turbo Man, and he's like, "Hey, I got mine," or something like that, and like, mm-hmm. a, like acknowledge the fact that his character gets one in the flick, Myron. Like, that's good shit mm-hmm. if you're Sinbad, and like, fucking, however many years later, you can still chop it up about Jingle All the Way. I, I think, I think, you know, he, what does it mean? He brings it in this. He like, does. Like, I I was looking up some things. Uh, I sent like. Uh, that we discussed beforehand, I, I sent an article about, like, some fun facts about Jingle All the Way, and the fact that, like, Sinbad had to wear that uh, uh, Dementor costume in, like, a hundred degree go, weather go, for, like, three, and, like, it would get so hot that it would boil, the water in the helmet would boil, but when yeah, you see him terrifying. perform, he just, you, you wouldn't have known, because it just seems no, like he's having such a good time. Years. He yeah, really he's, brings he's it. He's a true fucking like I'll say it a hundred times. Arnold and Sinbad are true pros, and they're mm-hmm. working their ass off in this movie. And I and I I think for the most part it works. You know who else is working their ass? Everybody's working their ass off in this movie. Phil Hartman's I mean like oh, stealing I, a movie. Yes. Like mm-hmm. like stealing a movie, but he's not even who I was gonna say. Because Phil Hartman kind of just goes without saying because he's just so goddamn hilarious, but. Belushi, uh, <laughs> yeah. as as a as a shady mall Santa who sells mm-hmm. like black market Turbo Man that that speaks Spanish and fall apart. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's fun. That's the uh, multilingual version. It's fun and educational. Some assembly required. It, it falls apart as <laughs> well. Some assembly is required. Mm-hmm. That shit is my life. And like, 
other like little like like Minnesota things is like this picture was taken this morning and it's like the elf yeah. holding up the Star Tribune of like this morning like with a Turbo Man mm-hmm. doll and stuff. Like it's a hostage. Like, it's so. Oh good. my god, dude. Oh my god. Um, like going into a warehouse full of all of these like black market Santas shilling like these these uh like. Off-brand. Or uh, off-brand, like, bullshit counterfeit gifts is unreal, dude. Like, that's a, that's a that scene alone uh, is, like, I can see a movie getting greenlit off that. That's just so funny. I um, think that's when the movie turns from being pretty reasonable to being, like, oh, yes, this is a no, cartoon. No, this and, is going to go over yeah. the line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is awesome. I... I it cracked me up just and then they, they all just get arrested santa. all the santas get arrested all at once from like a swat team is one and, of them literally the big show like i'm gonna deck your halls bub like the one who like is literally like gets like gets enough it turns into a total dog pile but mm-hmm. the one who's like shirtless with like suspenders on like who gets in a fight with schwarzenegger and literally i think it might be like the big show from the we oh <laughs> like I, I'm not positive of that. He's just a massive dude. And I'm like, how many people can be that big? It just sounds like him. But maybe I'm wrong. The fact well, of the matter is... Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say... I'm just so excited because uh, I just, I just gonna, love this flick. <laughs> I was going to go back to Phil Hartman really quick because you mentioned that oh, it's yeah. interesting casting to have Arnold Schwarzenegger play, like, a dad. And I think it's also really fun to have him have the villain in this movie be Ted, who is this... Yes. Phil, played by Phil Hartman who is this kind of nerdy kind of guy. He's very skeevy and a lot smaller. He gets laid, man. He does. He does, though. The the foil of this movie is weirdly, weirdly like, not the toy and not Sinbad, but it's fucking Mm -hmm. Phil Hartman, who's just, like, banging all the single moms in the neighborhood. And, but, but the one, the one fucking, the one trophy he needs on his shelf is, is Howie's wife. Yeah. Which, Which is a weird subplot uh, in this flick, Katie. I know. It is like, weird. It, it's also, like, kind of unfortunate that she doesn't get to be much of a character in this movie. And I get it. It's because oh, it's no, no. so jam-packed with, like, a lot of fun characters. and But it is kind of disappointing that she doesn't get to get in on the fun goofiness. I think during this time in the 90s, we thought that it was more respectful to have women play the straight men. We weren't ready to, like, kind of have them be goofy characters. And mm-hmm. so she doesn't, unfortunately, that means that the wife, whose name I can't even remember, doesn't get a lot to do. Although I do it's like Liz. that she stands up to, to I think it's Phil Liz. Hartman. Liz. Yeah, dude, she does. She eggnogs him right in the face and bends up his glasses and stuff. So mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a real good shot. And, and, you know, she also, like, very much, they, they do a good thing to be like, she does love her husband. She's mm-hmm. disappointed and has every right to be. But, like, Howard only sees... Phil Hartman putting up the star like on his tree through the window. He doesn't see he doesn't see uh, her take it off and be like, oh, that's 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 Howard's job, you know? Yeah. Like like it's just like she she does love the man, and I would too. He's a hunk. Yeah. But he's like, looking peak Arnold in this movie. I also I like know. when when uh, Arnold calls Ted uh, when Howard calls Ted to check in Sugar and try to talk cookies. to the wife. Yeah, the sugar cookies. And he's like, put down the... I, I can't do an Arnold accent. Put the cookie roll. down. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. It's one of the most... Oh, gosh, it slays me every time. I'll have to get the recipe from Liz. <laughs> this is 
one of the also I should have mentioned this up top. This is one of the first movies that we've ever covered that when there is a uh, a break in between when we when we've decided to watch it to when we actually record. I watched this one twice just because I was so excited to see it again. And I was like, okay, cool. We get to watch it with the whole house. So that's another big one. Um, something that I forgot to mention is that Sinbad Myron, the post, post office worker who is the uh, the other adversary in this movie, he's also trying to get a Turbo Man. and mm-hmm. um, For his kid. Mm-hmm. But he's and in that's... a different situation. Like yeah. He's like split from his kid's mom, it seems like. Mm-hmm. Or... He's with his kid's mom, but like they're on the on the outs. Like it's something like that. Mm-hmm. And he um, he also needs to try to prove his worth to his child by getting a toy, which I can understand the consumerist concerns uh, that might play into this movie. But it's just so fun. I just. Oh, yeah, but just... I mean, it, it's it's tale as old as time. Like you yeah. know, there's that thing that you the kid like a kid wants for Christmas, and mm-hmm. I think like you know this is this is like harkening back to like like people got trampled for Tickle Me Elmos. Like mm-hmm. people got hurt for Cabbage Patch Pit Kids. Like yes, this movie is like cartoony, but it's not that far off of reality that's why i don't understand like such like the harsh 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 reception to it maybe it's a timing thing like i understand it seems shark jumpy in some aspects but there's stuff in here that legit still makes me laugh and and it's not even out of nostalgia it's just because like these funny people being like like doing good work with fucking solid material at times i understand that it's like farcical and i understand mm-hmm. it's silly but it's 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 a good time to me this movie's a good time i There's cried definitely at the things end. that don't age oh that's amazing to hear that's the coolest that's the greatest validation you could ever give a piece of art because mm-hmm. this whole movie we've been spending time with howard and how much he wants to get this toy to prove he's a good father to his son and we see the son and how desperately he wants the Turbo Man. And we're with Myron, who also wants desperately to get this Turbo Man. And everything comes to the to, comes to a head at the Wintertainment uh, Parade. And I honestly did not know that the movie was going to end at the Wintertainment Parade. I thought we were only going to spend, like, a little bit of time there. And then maybe there was going to be, like, other scenes. But well, so, you got to have Arnold in the suit. you got to put him I, in the suit. I had no idea that that was coming. So at the... At the climax of the film, uh, Arnold gets mistaken for a an actor who is going to be in the Wintertainment Parade playing Turbo Man. As Turbo Man, yeah. As Turbo Man. So he uh, literally becomes his child's hero. And he gets to be on a parade and he has a moment of adoration, which he... The whole movie, people have just hated him and thought they think that he's the worst. So th- the fact that he can have this sweet moment of kind of like being an adulation is kind of nice. And then, of course, the the reasonable extreme to that is that Myron, who is the antagonist trying to get the toy, is Dementor, which is Turbo Man's nemesis in the show that both their children watch. And both of them struggling to get this toy, and then, of course, it coming up that they're struggling for Jamie's safety. And when it all culminates in the end with... Jamie learning that his father was actually not only came to the Wintertainment Parade, but was Turbo Man. And then for Jamie to very sweetly give Myron, aka Dementor, the the Turbo Man doll, 
is, it just, it warmed my frozen burrito heart. I was so delighted by it. I just, and it's like a uh, flossy looking Turbo Man. Like the whole movie, mm-hmm. you're looking at these Turbo Man dolls, but the one they have in that, in the Wintertainment parade is like shiny, bro. Mm-hmm. And like that toy was legit. The one they put in stores, like it did, did have like a boomerang holster and like a booster pack that lit up that you put on the back of it. Like, and like, it was a fucking badass toy. Mm-hmm. So even in real life, it, it, it held up um, and stuff. And I can relate to that kid in as much as um, I had commercials and things and items and mm-hmm. Christmas presents and things that I wanted that I would memorize and get obsessed with. Um, and I get that. But I never – there's other st- other times where I see this kid and I'm like, whew. You you got you got a lot of pull in your household because mm-hmm. if I if I I I don't know man I'd I'd probably get a sw- a SWAT if I was uh, as shitty uh, vocally to my parents as this kid is to his dad sometimes I understand that you gotta make the narrative happen but mm-hmm. like he scolds his dad bro it's not like like everybody like Arnold's not like not like really doing any, anything that bad like he's. You know I, what I, mean? I, re- I remember you being know? that age, though, and, like, having, you know, a very workaholic father, and even though, of course, he loved us, sometimes he wasn't fully present, because he couldn't be, because he was, you know, trying to provide, and I, but I think that when sure. you're a kid, you perceive that as maybe your dad doesn't care about you, and I think that you just want your, your parent to be present, and to be able to do the things that all that you see all the other kids' parents doing. Sure, sure, sure. So I think that but it's, it's a short-sightedness like, that's very realistic. I know, but this movie spins a sort of tale, though, of, like, um, Phil Hartman's kid is all bratty and super happy, and, like, mm-hmm. uh, like, but we know as the viewer that his dad's a scuzz, and he's only getting all the shiny shit now because his parents are divorced. Like, he's like, your dad, your parents should get a divorce. Did wonders for my dad. Like, now mm-hmm. he, he never used to do this stuff. Now he does. And it's like, that's a weird, that's another weird theme and narrative to feed to an audience that, like, for this, for this age group, I feel like. That's what I'm saying. This, this has a certain, like, edge to it that Disney mm-hmm. and other movies that will probably retain classic status dare not tread, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I I don't I think this also plays into kind of the 90s-ness of it all because a lot of these uh trying your best to be a good dad movies for your elementary school age child. I do think that um divorce was becoming more prominent in the 90s and like I how agree different- that was like the thing, like mm-hmm. the move. Like Mrs. Doubtfire, you can track Mrs. Doubtfire through like all of these flicks we mentioned earlier on. Like that was super present in mainstream movies yeah yeah and it's it's interesting to, to again to have to cast that uh or to, to create this villain who in can only be performatively a good father and only does so in order to sleep with these moms and yeah, it's it's really super it's late. a bummer i can't no, i can't yeah. stress that enough the man mm-hmm. is getting pussy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, if but, there's anything uh, we learned at that karate tournament. We know for sure that, yes, that, like, as he, as he videotapes. 
as he puts up lights on Howard's house for him because mm-hmm. Howard doesn't make it. That's another line my sister does in this movie all the time. When Howard finally shows up after uh, being, being late to the karate thing, uh, mm-hmm. like the belt like ceremony, he goes, he goes, because the whole he's like, I'm going to make it. I'm going to mm-hmm. make it. And he gets here and he goes, I didn't make it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucking good, man. I, I, and you know who else loves this? My mom loves this. Like if, if mm-hmm. it, Christmas time comes around and if you, if I, like you could ask her unprompted, just be like, oh, which one do you want to make sure we watch before Christmas? She'll go, oh, jingle all the way. She loves this shit. It's mm-hmm. a good it, it it and I think we're not alone in our age group. I think that like this this stuck around as a staple in people's household. I like to believe anyways. Um Yeah, I'm going to watch it if, again next year. It's going to be part of my I've strong the rotation. Mhm. The the Blu-ray has awesome stuff like extended scenes and sometimes when they play it on TV they have extended scenes. One of those is something I forced you to watch before we started mm-hmm. where Belushi, the 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 shady mall cop, like sings a ditty mm-hmm. of the little boy that Santa Claus forgot. How mm-hmm. how did that how did that strike you? I thought it was really funny. I I also Why watched would it with they Erica that? though, and she was like, "This might have been too much," which is not how I well, took it at all. Um, I disagree. Like, <laughs> like I think anybody who's listening to this, who's watched the flick or is listening to our haphazard, rambly discussion about the flick, um, yeah, you know what you podcast you're listening the, to. Yeah, at this point, yeah. get fucking real. But um, <laughs> if, if you have the means to check out the scene, uh, the the extended the extended cut with John Belushi amongst the other Santas trying to guilt Schwarzenegger and singing the little boy Santa forgot mm-hmm. uh, essentially just telling him what a bad daddy is but also making a sale in the process mm-hmm. um, it's just very good stuff uh, and it's not often that a scene like that where I'm like I like where I'm like oh they should have kept it this is a time where I'm like no keep it make it make it long I don't care it's fucking hilarious just like when and I think I said this before Freeform always shows the extended version of Jim Carrey's Grinch and I'm here for it all the mm-hmm. long scenes I don't care if that movie's fucking five hours I'd watch it <laughs> uh, um, that's my version of like the Lord of the Ring extended cuts is like I the was Grinch just gonna mention and, like, that fucking yeah jingle all the way <laughs> well it sounds like our discussion is coming to a close so I wanted to ask you you mentioned that you had some toys when you were a kid that you were obsessed with Mm -hmm. and I was wondering what the biggest one was for Christmas hmm that's a good one I think I think a Game Boy might be like game getting mm-hmm. a Game Boy was pretty fire or my N64 like one of the two like those were and it's funny cuz like w- when this movie came out I I feel like we weren't a generation of toys mm-hmm. like I feel like I was a total video game generation so when I got a Nintendo 64 with like Mario Kart like my fucking bl- like brain was exploded like, when I got a Game Boy Pocket for Christmas with Frogger, like, my brain was exploded. Um, so, those go back. That's, like, going, reaching all the way back to, like, my, like, five, like, being, like, five or six and, like, first mm-hmm. playing Pokemon and all that good stuff. Um, that's my sweet spot, I think. What about you? Awesome. To contradict you just a little bit, my big one was from second grade. Uh, oh, no, I have a couple. So, Skateboard Shannon was my big one for second grade. 
she what is was, that? She was basically a Barbie doll on an RC car. And you Fuck could yes. just, yeah, you could just, like, control, like, where she skated. And it was, like, it's so 90s. Because it was, like, the mixture, again, of Barbie and of being, like, My a cool deck. skater girl. Yeah. And it, I wanted that thing so much. And that particular Christmas, for some reason, uh, I happened to get two. Like, I just think, like, just from... He got yeah, two. Yeah, it, it was awesome. He got two. First grade, though, I, what I wanted more than anything, and this is true, I wanted a color printer. I wanted to be able to print in Interesting. color. Interesting. I and love that. That was that was a biggie for me because I was doing a lot of like online. That's fucking um, bougie, bro. I'm sorry. I I just really no. Wanted that's to a print good thing. Color. I'm just that sounds amazing. <laughs> like the color printing is fancy. It's like even right now, I'm like, ooh, that sounds nice. Mm-hmm. Um, that's great. I remember my first printing experiences were like printing off like cheat codes for video games. Oh yeah, we had whole binders. I would uh, Paul. I would watch Paul play video games, and he would be like, "What do I do during this part?" And I would flip yes. through the binder and read it off to him because we didn't that's find basically... the game guides. <laughs> that's the cutest thing I've ever heard. That's basically what me and Taylor do now. Mm-hmm. I'm like Taylor, <laughs> what do I do now on Mario Odyssey? And she's mm-hmm. like. You throw your hat on that Goomba. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and Pokemon Gold. Pokemon Gold was the first Pokemon game I ever played. Oof, very nice. I'm a Jota I had girl. a bro- I had the older brother, so you know I I started on in the Indigo. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he was well spoiled enough to be able to share some of those games with me. Um, but yeah, man, like like this movie will probably still hold up for me. There's a lot of stuff that doesn't. Like there's mm-hmm. a lot of if, like if you if you pick through this movie with a fine tooth comb you'll find things that are like pretty cringeworthy but mm-hmm. they I think the good outweighs the bad in this flick and I think it deserves a reassessment on its criticism me personally just because what do you say it was with the percentage oh it was like in the twenties or thirties or something like that something brutal and yeah it just... un undeserved quite honestly have a heart Christmas I also movies, like man. that it's called they, Jingle they All the Way some... for no reason yeah there's really there's literally no reason that's a good point you're blowing my mind a little 15%. bit 15% but they gotta let you know that it's a uh, a Christmas movie cause if you call it Turbo Man you can't get that that Christmas money I know um i've been to that mickey's like that diner car because that's also like where uh charlie's mom works in mighty ducks um and stuff like it's super minnesota i think the one they film in either mighty ducks or in this movie is a replica um but they mention it like at like when you go there they have a thing of different stuff that's shot there and jingle all the way is mentioned Nice. Um, I've had a root beer float there. It's delicious. Not Yay. recently. This is like fucking ten years ago. But Jingle All the Way lives in me, uh, and and will continue to do so because I own that shit on Blu-ray, and I also bought it on Amazon because I was away and had to watch it again. So I was like, why rent it when they deserve to be owned? Mm-hmm. And yeah, I had a, a wonderful first time experience. Again, it's going to be part of my regular Christmas rotation. I'm so happy i was able to share this with you and with my roommates now what a what a fun oh, dude, when, good time 
Yeah, I was blown away when you said, let's watch Jingle All the Way. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I already mm-hmm. am on the inside of my eyelids every minute <laughs> of every day. Um, <laughs> um, with with that being said, uh, I've been Luke Taylor. I've been Katie Grotzinger. And you have a Jingle All the Way one, folks. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>